episode one of Inside the Minds. I have Megan, and I know she's going to ask me to pronounce her last name, but I always call her Megan Margarita. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sandy after. You'd think after 12 months you'd know it by now. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you rarely say someone's full name when you know them that well. In Australia, you rarely say their first name properly. So, um, Inside the Minds, episode one, just trying to get an understanding of why. You know, i found that a lot of athletes have very similar traits to successful people in all walks of life. And one person in particular that I wanted to interview when I first started thinking about this was you for a number of reasons. I'm just going to go straight into it. There's a fat photo of you, <laughs> and we're just going to call it Alice. She's fat. Uh, was. <laughs> was, 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 yeah, 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 past tense, past tense, uh, was, and you posted on social media how long ago? Um, oh, back in April, so a couple of months ago. Okay, so we've known each other for a year, and we've been training together, and we've had some excellent results, which we'll get into, but... Like, I haven't really, I don't know myself much of the Megan before that or how Megan got there or what happened in your life. Were you always into sport? Um, yeah, growing up, I was always involved in um, surf lifesaving. Yeah. Um, always. And that was up here on the Gold Coast, wasn't um, it? And down in New South Wales, yeah. so both, yeah. Um, that was sort of through my late teens and early 20s. Um, but I was married quite young and sort of all that sort of stopped and you sort of focus on marriage and children and everything that comes with it. So, so the usual suspects, like life gets on top exactly. of you. Yeah, yeah you, you sort of put everything else first. Exactly. And, you don't, and you're now not your number one priority. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's what most people do. And then um, like for most people that don't know, you do spend a lot of your time in Bali. Yeah. Um, you moved there when you were very young? Um, yeah, first moved there when I was 16 um, and sort of went between Bali and Queensland for a number of years, and then um, when I was 20, made the sort of more permanent move over there until um, the first Bali bomb happened, and then decided to come back um, to the coast and was here for six years, and then um, had both my children yeah. during that time, and then um, when my youngest was only five months old, moved back to Bali and have been there for the last 10 years. That's such a huge move. Like, I mean, we have spoken about that previously in, in coaching conversations, but... The sort of, um, for a young lady at that age, moving to Bali, it's not like it is today, you know, like it would have been the, like the first frontier. Yeah, it, yeah, it was completely different. You couldn't even really get deodorant over there. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to sort of stock up before you went over <laughs> on all your um, necessities, so yeah. Uh, yeah, and I could imagine there wasn't much in the way of training facilities Absolutely over in Bali. Not. Yeah, not. Yeah, so, okay, so we flash forward to that photo that we were talking about where you know, I, I called you fat. Uh, <laughs> what, so no training whatsoever after the kids or anything no, like that? nothing. I mean, you go through stages after you have kids and go, oh, I need to lose that, that baby weight. Or, you know, you, you might do something for a couple of months and, you know, those bad diets and then you yeah. get it all back on again because life gets in the way and you get busy. And so, you know, it was hard to sort of... I mean, you could lose your immediate baby weight, but, I mean, yeah. you're still nowhere where you'd like to be. And and when we're talking about prior to being married and mm. doing the surf lifesaving and stuff like that, I've never seen photos of that. Um, you, what, what would your weight have been around about? Um, I was, Do you even remember? No, I'd, I was probably 
Mm. I would say anywhere around 61, 62 kilos. And an athletic physique and obviously very fit. And what are you, about 5 foot 7, uh, 5 6? On a centimetres, 163 centimetres, whatever well, that's that is. Well, that's short, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got a garden name next to me that's 5'9". Um, so, yeah, so, we, so really you, you had been used to training, but then it became such a... It became nothing in your life, and yes, then... Yeah. When you approached me about training, you, you'd had a reasonably, well, for, for everybody else, your physique would have been considered uh, a, a, an amazing physique every day, going people, active wear people, mm. uh, especially a mother of two children running her own businesses. I, I consider that physique to be an amazing physique. So what happened? Like you just go, I'm just going to go into the gym one day and just start training. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I look back, I kind of look for that moment that did make me decide to go back into the gym it was when my dad passed away actually and he was quite sick and um he sort of had a heart attack and it was all sort of sudden um and then I thought you know life's too short life's so short um I want to do something for myself and I want to get healthy and be the best person that I can be for myself number one and then my children as well yeah and that was the that was the moment and I just sort of Started sort of with three days a week. I got a personal trainer and was three days a week in the gym and then I went to four and then as I was sort of feeling better about myself and it sort of just went to five. And, and it snowballed. And it snowballed from there. Wow. And and the, what, was there any particular thing that pulled you towards like bodybuilding? I mean, for me, like if I was going to speculate and mm. now I'm answering my own questions. <laughs> which, you know, yeah, change. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's come to accept that of me. Um <laughs> You know, like, it's a solitary sport. You can do it in your own time, in your own place. Uh, was that one of the appeals, or was there other sports you were looking at trying to get involved in? Um, I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even think of it at, at that um, as, as a sport as such. It was yeah. just something that um, I enjoyed going to the gym, and I got to a point where I'd sort of got my body to where I felt I could um, with the tools and everything that I had, especially being in Bali, and it yeah. was just like... I was ready to take that next step and just challenge myself and say, okay, where can I take this? How far can I actually go? And after, you know, following people on social media and, and seeing their transformations and seeing their journey um, to the bodybuilding stage, I thought, oh, you know, that would be something out of this world. Imagine if I could do that. Like I used to see their before and after pics and go, wow, that's crazy. God, I'd love to, you know, in my wildest dreams, it would be amazing to be able to do that. It, it does seem... I don't know, when we follow social media, it's, it's, uh, it's a funny concept because it does motivate us and it can demotivate us. But what I've always said about social media, like whether you like it or not, it's only a platform yeah. and uh, it's getting blamed for a lot of things at the moment. But, you know, like I do see some of those things and you think, God, I think one of the things that you just alluded to, which when I first started training was like, could I ever look like mm. that? I mean, you know, could that be me? Yeah. And uh, it's quite a wild thing. So then then did you get in contact with me around about yeah, that time? Yeah, it was. It was about that time. Um, and I knew I was coming back to the Gold Coast. And some of the girls that um, you had trained, I followed. And that's how I found yeah. you. And um, sent you an email and worked out that next time I was on the coast, which was a couple of weeks later, caught up. And yes. just, well, I just wanted to have a chat and see if it was something that was possible, especially living over in Bali, um, and see if I was just kidding myself and if you'd go, oh, you're kidding. Yes, yeah. You could, you could never do that. Or if, you know, to say, oh, yep, we can do it, let's have a go. So I just thought, why not have a wow. chat? So how nervous were you thinking, like, I'll go see an, an IFBB judge and... Uh... Well, 
to be honest, not really that nervous because I, I hadn't even been to a bodybuilding competition. I had no idea what an IFBB judge actually did or anything. So I was such a novice. To, I had no idea, you know, that there were even different federations out there. So ignorance was your bliss. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. so <laughs> Probably you, if I knew more, I, I would have been nervous and I may not have even taken that step. Well, it's interesting you say that. So, like, um, for, you know, our audience that is listening out there and for ladies and men, but maybe particularly ladies of that demographic that have had kids and looking for something to get into but have been already sort of inundated with the social media aspect mm. of thinking that I can never look like that mm. and stuff like that, which you weren't. You were blissfully unaware of that what you may or may not have been able to do. Would you encourage them to just pursue it if they haven't tried it? Because Absolutely. Of, yeah. absolutely without a question, without doubt, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. That's, you know, why not? Why not give it a try? And when you say you've got nothing to lose, you really mean that because... Um, and I know it might sound like to some of the people listening that I'm speaking on your behalf, but understand that Megan and I have had a really close relationship in coaching for a year now. Um, and although she, you've achieved some amazing things on stage, which we'll get to in a minute, like you, I still think you think that the best part of all of this is just what you've got out of it personally. Yeah, definitely. A- absolutely. Um, I still pinch myself to think that, you know, what I've done in the last 12 months. Like I was only saying to you the other day that this July for the the Gold Coast Women's Classic um, competition, it was the first time I was actually sitting in the audience watching my first bodybuilding show. Um, And that was not quite 12 months ago. And then I look, you know, in the last 12 months, what's happened since I went to my first show, I wouldn't have even, would not have been in my wildest dreams. I just... Yeah. You know, it, it does come back to that thing. Is it's it's actually inconceivable that you've mm-hmm. achieved as much as you could in such a short period of time. But it also begs the question of, you know, if we truly do commit to something mm-hmm. and we follow it with all of our, you know, intestinal fortitude and focus, mm-hmm. what else aren't we achieving? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's the sort of message that I want people to be able to take from bodybuilding and health and what we've mm-hmm. done. Yeah, the application. I, mean, I know. I, I know it sounds cliche in that, but I always think if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. Like seriously, like I'm living overseas. I've got two kids. I run my own business. Um, you know, I was. You've got a lot of I, things stacked know? against you. You know, it's not like it's you, you're not 18 living at home right. with your mum cooking your meals yeah, and not having to worry about a budget. I mean, you have a, you have six staff or five or six nine staff, staff yeah. nine staff yeah. to to manage. You know, yeah. like. Uh, that sort of thing, you know, you've got a bit of a Wonder Woman status with that, you know. So, like, I think the people need to understand that are listening to this podcast that if you say that you can do it, you can do it because... <laughs> it, it comes down to something. If it's You can do it if you really want to do it. Yeah, You okay. have to really want something. Yeah. If you don't, if you sort of, you know, half ass about it, then, you know, well, it's up to you whether you want to do it. But, I mean, I give my 150% into everything I do, no matter what it is in every sort of aspect of my mm. life, because I think, well, you're wasting your time otherwise. What's the point of just half doing something when you can, if you really want to do it, you're going to do it, do it 150%, you know? You make such a good point because I know that we've had the, I know you've seen people that haven't got that same philosophy because mm. this is sort of new for you, this, yeah. this bodybuilding and this fitness and the mm. Insta fame and the people that, maybe think they train hard and then I, I know you 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 push yourself so much harder than them. You're actually a bit bewildered about how 
little commitment most people have to this, aren't you? Yeah, um, I am actually because I just think everyone's like, like me. Like you, because you didn't <laughs> um, know what they were like. Yeah, I yeah. just think that, well, isn't that what everyone else is doing? Isn't that what, you know, that no. when I see other people, I think, oh, so why are you doing it then? If, yeah. you, if that's all you're going to do, what's the point? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, everything in life you invariably get out of it what you're willing to put in. 100%. And if you're not, you know, obviously genetics has played a huge role in how far you've come so quickly, but genetics doesn't get you up at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's right, yeah. Genetics doesn't get your kids organised. Genetics doesn't... food for you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so it's, it's funny that people will, you know, have an excuse, but at the end of the day, excuses are just something that you've got to settle with because you're not willing to do the work. That's right. Exactly right. Yeah. So what about um, other things that you've found that have become better in your life since the last year and stuff? Has there any been any other great changes, like just apart from feeling better, looking better? Um, I, probably one thing that surprised me that I didn't even think about was just the influence that I've had over my friends and family. Um, my kids, number one, just yeah. the, their conscious, um, you know, with their food and they see what I do and how I prep and... My son, who's 12, said, oh, mum, do you mind, you know, doing some food prep for me or some chicken and broccoli and rice and put in the freezer so I can have it when I get home from school or I can take it for lunch at school? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, that sort of blew my mind a little bit. And just having um, friends, you know, from school that had contacted me recently and sort of, you know, I'm always conscious when I put photos on social media and you go, oh, should I post that? Or shouldn't I? What are people going to think, you know? Mm. Um, but then when you sort of get a few messages from from people that you you know you haven't seen for years or spoken to for years and they inbox you and they say oh you're looking great or you my motivation or you know keep posting the photos it makes you feel like oh well you know i am motivating other people so yeah. it, it keeps you going as well and keeps you accountable as well so the, the, i just i just can't believe you said something to me then that's just crazy like the role model you are for your kids. Yeah. You know, because we always, everybody knows this, like actions speak louder mm. than words. We rattle, I, I hear people rattle that saying off their lips maybe mm. three or four times a day. Yeah. Um, but you get home and you forget that. Yeah. Like in the, the way you behave around your kids. And yeah. so the way that you've been around your kids, you haven't had to say, eat this well. They're actually no. coming to you and that's saying, right. I want to do this. Yeah, that's right. So you're leading by example. Yeah. I mean, my son can't wait to step foot in the gym when he turns 13 because it's the age in Bali you've got to be in. He's like, can't wait. Only three more months, three more months. Um, you know, and that's, I don't, I don't. You've not. Put, I'm not pushing that. You've either. never totally said to him, him, "I'd love to see you train or no eat way. this food." He's just come up. Yeah. See, I, I, I've got a. I, I'm a big believer in telling people no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Just makes them want to do something else. Yeah. But then I've never thought like if your parents are doing it and they're the people that you get most of your belief systems yeah. from from such an early age, uh, you want to do it too. Yeah. I mean, at first I kind of, and it's still sometimes now. It's, I guess the mother instinct. You kind of feel guilty spending time in the gym, or you know, may have to be away from them. You know, occasionally, sort of longer than you know. But when you look at the other side of it, mm. the you know what you're actually passing on to them, the the discipline that you know they can see that I have with my exercise and my food, and you know, it's sort of showing them onto you know a, a work ethic. Really, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. I, I again, like I don't believe just spending time with your kids means anything at all. It's the quality of the time that you spend with your kids. Right. You can be with your kids all day long and watching television. That's not going to teach them anything. Yeah. But if you show them that an hour or two hours a day that you used to feel maybe a little bit guilty about being mm. away, 
then you come home and you're with your kids and they see that and they see the flow on effect of yeah. the dedication and the inspiration mm. and like they're, they're that's that's getting ingrained in their mm. DNA. Right. Yeah. Like they will have that their mm. entire life and it's very hard for them to actually try to even break out of it yeah. once it's been that's drilled it. into them. Yeah. So I think you know, like they're they're learning some invaluable, like invaluable yeah. uh, things there. Yeah. yeah. So that's a bonus. <laughs> that, that was yeah. the perk you weren't yeah, even right. expecting. Exactly. You know, like yeah. uh, you know, what was it like? Because I know, like uh, for a lot of people out there also listening, like um, that whole giving back to yourself after feeling like you spent mm. so much time. You know, you you, you worked hard. Um, you know, you're giving time to your family and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden you start to giving back to yourself. It's sort of funny that now you're giving back to yourself, but you're actually doing more for your family at the yeah. same time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, you do. And like I said before, you know, you have a massive guilt yeah. about, you know, doing something for yourself because, you know, well, especially for the last 16 years of, you don't, you haven't put myself first, you know, which you don't when you commit to a marriage and, yeah. and children, you sort of put all that first. So... Um, you, and you you get lost in the in the meantime, um, and then at the end of the day, you end up becoming not a very happy person. And yeah. you know, um, so you know, once you get past the the feeling of feeling guilty, yeah. um, about doing yeah. something for yourself, it's the best feeling in the world. It's um, a crazy notion that you could feel bad about doing something for yourself, but that's the way society's built us yeah. up. And I don't think it's right. Yeah. I don't think it's right. No, I mean, by giving back to yourself, you're a much happier person all round and that then reflects on everyone else around you so in actual fact you need to give to yourself more to be able to give to other people yeah yeah and, and i've seen it grow over the last year let's talk about some of the um things that you've actually done so the first time you work up on stage you've you've you've, you've been to a bodybuilding competition once, once. that was this time last <laughs> year uh when we started we got we met and then we, you know i i, I like evaluated your physique as a like in its in a, in a genetic potential capacity to see what sort of division that you'd be suited for, and and it had figure written all over it. For those who are listening, uh, body fitness. If you're from around the world in the IFBB um, or women's figure, uh, I could just see it was going to be a really easy thing for you to do based on a couple of the you had the most extraordinary shoulders and I thought if anything could just catch up to being like your shoulders that you could be successful and then um we put together a plan and um next thing you know you started getting some pretty good results quickly yeah we've just been chipping away chipping yeah. away and... what do you put that like when people you know people want to do these competitions and and then they go and they get into it like, where, how many weeks away from your next show? Um, it'll be four this weekend, so... Four weeks. What, what, are, you, what are you doing, like, uh, you're, you're unique in the sense that when I... There, there's just no other option for you, is there? Like, you're going to get on this stage in four weeks' time. The only option in your mind is, am I going to look bad or am I going to look good? And that comes down to what you're willing to do, where other people are actually still doubting whether they're going to get up there, Yeah, you know? So what is it? When you commit to something, do you always yeah. just follow it through? 100%, yeah. So it's a I personality trait. Mu- yeah, it must be, and I sort of don't want to let myself down and don't want to let those others that I've committed to down yeah. as well. Yeah. I wonder where it comes from, because like <laughs> I, 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 I will die before I give up on something that I've said that I was going to do, yeah. where others won't. I wonder if that just doesn't mean as much to them as it yeah. does for us, or if... Yeah. It's, it's one of the... It's one of the underlying things that I find that I 
I, I, I've never not done a bodybuilding competition that I said I was going to do, mm-hmm. even probably in retrospect thinking I should have probably pulled out of that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, like, I have, and even now, you know, I guess most competitors would be like, you sort of get to that four or five weeks out and you go, oh, can I bring it in? Is it, is, can I do this again? <laughs> is it going to happen? And I was sort of like, oh, well, if I don't, maybe I'll do the one two weeks later. It's like, well, hang on a minute. No. Yeah. I, I can do it. I've done it before and I'll do it again. So that's when you just... Wow! So you don't even give yourself a back out no, pause. No, not a. <laughs> so you are a, you are the cliche person of I don't have a plan B because plan B is my plan A exactly. working. Yeah, oh, oh, I love it. Okay, Megan, it's been really good to get a little bit of an insider. Is there anything else you, you've got that might help other people? Like you just <laughs> you didn't want any questions. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Yeah, you, I know you didn't. We, we, we you, you've. She's not an. She's not a. Uh, Q and A type person. <laughs> um, no, not not really. Just you know, I mean, it comes down to doing what you love. Yeah. Finding that finding that passion, something that drives you, whether it's you know bodybuilding or it might be something else. But you know, it's like anything, um, you're going to give your all to something that you love and that you enjoy. If you if you don't enjoy it, then you're not going to. You feel much better about yourself now, though, don't um, you? Hundred. Yeah, I, I feel better about myself at age 39 than I did at age. 21. Yeah, and, and we're not just talking physically, are we? No. We're talking mental, spiritually, emotionally, yeah. what yeah, self-worth, yeah. self-concept. Like, it, that's the things that I notice. Like, we're in a sport that gets judged on complete physicality, mm. nothing else. Mm. But in order to achieve the physique that we need to have on stage, mm. there's so many multitudes of things that happen within yourself. Mm. Like, you realise that, wow, I've got to have a, a character that has discipline, dedication, mm. uh, like the intestinal fortitude, which I always talk about, but I've got to be mentally tough. Mm. When and, Yeah, it's funny you say all that because I don't sort of look at myself having all those traits, but as I've sort of gone through this, I've kind of gone, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess you do need to have all that. And, you, you yeah, know, you yeah absolutely just, do. Yeah. And you've got to be able to, and things that you learn, like, and the things that trans, uh, transcend into other parts of your life is, You've got to, you are consciously or maybe subconsciously ignoring a lot of the negativity. Mm, yeah. Like you're not listening to it. Definitely. And you, and you, and you, and you people that go, oh, you don't look feminine because yes. you're too much. You, you, it's, yeah. And I care. Yeah. You know, I wasn't here to please you. I wasn't born on this planet to make your life better. Exactly. I'm following my be dreams. Happy. Yeah. Be happy within yourself. Yeah. Um, I just thought of something then, um, a little bit off the subject, but as you were just talking then, um, I'm sure there's a lot of, because I know I was to, uh, to a certain point out there, when you're looking at getting into this kind of sport, you sort of sit back because you, you think it's sort of like a bit of a, a clicky sort of thing to get into and you yeah. kind of feel a bit intimidated taking that first step to, to you know, speak to a coach or to, to you know, um, to say you're going to, you know, compete or yeah. whatever like that. But don't be afraid to take that first step because, you know, it, it opens up a whole new world and it's, it is like one big family, the, yeah. the building, you yeah. know, everyone can relate and, you know, don't feel like a, you know, no one makes you feel like you, you shouldn't be there. Yeah, so. you, you know what, I think that's the big thing. I think for someone, I've been involved in the sport for over 20 mm. years and um, there are a lot of negative people in the sport and that, but that's just the life in general. We can't, yeah. it, it's, 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 no matter where you go. it's every demographic yeah. of every single uh, part of the society, but um I can speak on behalf of myself and everybody in our federation, and I'm talking to people that have been founders, like uh, our president, Paul Graham, 
is the longest living founder of the IFBB, which was co-founded by Ben and Joe Weider in 1946. Um, and, and these people don't want anything more than an athlete to have a stage to jump up on to feel what you feel mm. it's funny because we feel like we're going to be judged by others judge mm. ourselves discriminated against but that only happens from the minority and usually exactly. the silent minority are the, mm. actually the loudest yeah. you know, like uh so it's good that you mentioned that and uh why megan just mentioned that um with the modern day technology with social media, it's very easy. Just shoot someone a DM that you're, you're interested in if, if you are after that first start and just get into a chat with them. I know that all of the IFBB officials are more than happy to, you know, help you get into that first step. But yeah, like if you can just get over that first hurdle, I think, like yeah. you said, it'll be, Take the first yeah, step, just yeah, you're, you're there. Yeah. Okay, we're going to finish on a bit of a light note. Uh, I'm always curious about this because I was in a generation of Speedos and uh, I've been made to feel ashamed of it, uh, but I feel like... You might have to ask yourself why. <laughs> well, there is, the, there is that and, um, and, and, yeah, and, and I know that it has... I don't want to be one of those guys with the speedos that are twenty sizes too big with the big gut and stuff. <laughs> but even as even in our twenty, when I was twenty five, it turned from speedos to board shorts, and I felt like I would be not true to myself if I went to the board short because uh, <laughs> I was born and bred in my speedos. My mum had me in my speedos. Our crew rolled in our speedos. We rolled well too, uh, <laughs> and then uh, then they became very unfashionable. But then I'm not going to just change my views. So, are you a speedos or a board shorts woman? Mm. Never really thought about it, but um, I guess it depends who's wearing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Question, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen people wear board shorts looking pretty bad too. They should That's be wearing it. the top. They shouldn't be wearing anything at all. <laughs> well, well, no, not like yeah. that. <laughs> I should be covered up, I should say. Yeah, more than better. Okay, and we're going to finish off on something really fun, which I always love other people doing, so we're going to try it. We're going to do the word association game. Right. Just going to say a word, just shoot out the first thing you're thinking. Okay, cool. okay remember, we're going to finish on this note so we can leave people laughing or think you're absolutely mindless and twisted. <laughs> okay, food. Drink. Well, Bikini. the first thing that comes to my mind is a um, sexy body. Awesome. Let me just remind you that Megan is in a, in diet mode. So <laughs> that's how long... She's actually answering that question as soon as it gets to her frontal cortex. It just takes that long because she has no carbohydrates to deliver it through her neurological pathway. Okay, animals. Dog. Good. I'm a dog person too. Night. Day. Weights. Gym. Perfect. Okay, thanks, Megan, and uh, we'll be uploading this for you guys to listen to. Let me know how you, if you liked it in the comments below.